Hello and welcome to the Way of Oneness podcast, a monthly podcast that shares Dharma glimpses and Buddhist teachings from Christopher Kakuyo Sensei, a breakdown lay minister and the Sensei of the Independent Utah Buddhist Fellowships. Kakuyo Sensei shares the goal of his teachers, Gyome and Koyo Kubose Senseis, in sharing a unique form of American Buddhism called the Way of Oneness. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone. For uh, today's podcast, I want to uh, share some ideas on introspection and self. So the title of this uh, podcast is, This is Not Me, This is Not Mine, I Am Not This. And this comes from the Pali Canon. Um, it actually comes from the Maharaluvada Sutta. And I think there's a great teaching here that we can apply to our everyday practice. Over the years in our fellowship, I've talked a lot about how the stories of self um, make up a lot of our experience of being human and how these stories are rarely examined in our daily life. And they have this really sense, or they try to create a sense of this solid, unchanging self, which is more than anything just a creation of these unexamined stories. So today I'd like to talk more about that. So if I think back as a child and how I was raised, my mother and my mother's side of the family was all very Catholic. And I was raised to be a martyr. It was kind of interesting because unconsciously, I think my mother sewed the book of martyrs deep within my heart and she did it also within hers. We were both martyrs in a very dysfunctional level. I'd like to go ahead and, and start to look at some of these stories that we give a lot of credence to these stories when at best they're dubious, which is what Guy Claxton actually says. He says this about consciousness. He says, uh, consciousness is, quote, a mechanism for constructing dubious stories whose purpose is to defend a superfluous and inaccurate sense of self, end quote. I like to call them antibodies. Um, something that threatens our narrative is going to come up and create more stories to defend that sense of self. Let's shift for a moment and let's think about fiction versus nonfiction. What's the difference between two genres? Um, I'm sure you've met somebody or you may be a person who doesn't like to read fiction that you only will read nonfiction. As one of my friends once said, why would I read fiction when I can read nonfiction? Nonfiction is true. Fiction is not true. And I would argue that on a whole different podcast. But uh, for this one, I think it's interesting that we make that distinction when it comes to books, but not when it comes to our lives. In a lot of ways, our stories we create, the stories we live our lives by, are more fiction than they are nonfiction. The stories that we create to give meaning are rarely reality, but an interpretation how we want reality to be or something we've learned over the years that if I follow this story, I'll get those things that I need, security, love, safety, etc. 
But the challenge is we rarely see reality. I really love this quote from Ani Nin, um, and it's been attributed to the Torah and some other places, but it was from her diaries. And she said, we don't see things as they are, but as we are. How simple and how true. If you think about it, it can be something as simple as a friend saying something that is absolutely benign and maybe even kind of sweet, but we are in a very sensitive mood, we're obsessing about something, and we don't interpret that way, and we get all angry, and our poor friends today going, I was just giving you a compliment. Um, I'm sure we've all had that experience. And that's because, again, we don't see things as they are, but we see things as we are. What What is our state? So I think to be able to become more engaged in life as it is, we need to examine our stories. We can do this through introspection, um, self-examination, self-discovery, that kind of thing. Uh, there's a teacher, one of my mentor's teachers, a Reverend Haya Akagarasu, and he's got some really great teachings on introspection. The first stage of introspection is when we engage our stories, but we're so habitual with them that they engage us before we engage them. Akagarasu Sensei writes, quote, Whenever we start looking into ourselves, immediately the thought of good and bad crops up into our minds. Then we start considering good and bad as applied to our deeds or others' reaction to them. As soon as we think of good and bad, we start asking, How can I stop the bad things and do good things? Introspection then degenerates into a shallow secondary morality. End quote. I appreciate this quote from Brene Brown. She says, quote, The most difficult part of our stories is often what we bring to them, what we make up about who we are and how we are perceived by others. Yes, maybe we fail or screw up a project, but what makes the story so painful is what we tell ourselves about our own self-worth and value. End quote. Comparison may at times fuel our stories. How is that true in your life? One of the things we want to do is we, must, we need to go one step beyond this moralistic introspection. Uh, Haya Akagarasu Sensei goes on to say, when you consider good and bad, it means that you're creating some standard form outside yourself and pondering how to fit yourself into it. So there's no real transformation. There's no real understanding the story and who we are. We're simply continuing on with the narrative and trying to figure out how this narrative is going to fit into other people's narratives. Um, so this type of introspection is useless. He goes on to say, quote, a person who wants to become thoroughly himself stops such introspection, such judging of good and bad. He must find out which is his true self and how much he has simply borrowed from others, painted over from the outside. We have to return whatever we steal and borrow, whatever we have received, and also peel off whatever we have painted on and make an effort to really touch the true self. This is what I mean when I say that we should discover what the true self is. End quote. I love this. So let's go back to the teachings of the Buddha. When the Buddha was teaching about anatta, or not-self, or non-self, he taught that all forms should be seen as it really is, with proper wisdom thus. 
this is not mine, this I am not, this is not myself. We can apply this to our stories of self. Now going back to Akagarasu-sensei, quote, When we feel disconsolate, when we suffer, we really must look into ourselves and ask, what am I really looking for? When we are interested in something or enjoying ourselves, we have to look into ourselves and find out what it is we truly wish, end quote. He reiterates this again when he says, quote, We have to introspect and introspect. And when we clarify what it is, what is others and what is our own, then we definitely throw away the things of others and honestly go the way of our own wish. This is the only opening of the way to entertain enlightenment, end quote. And I would propose that we do this through this is not mine, this I am not, this is not myself. So we keep going deeper, deeper into introspection. We do this because our self-definitions are chains that limit and bind us. Right understanding on the Eightfold Path is understanding that your body is not yourself, your emotions are not yourself, your thoughts are not yourself, and your awareness is not yourself. I really like this quote. David Loy um, wrote an excellent book about stories and how stories create identity and how we can look at, at narrative in our practice. I like what he says um, in, in his book, quote, what happens when I realize that my story is a story? One meaning of freedom is the opportunity to act out the story I identify with. Another freedom is the ability to change stories and my role within them. I move from a scripted character to co-author of my own life, end quote. And I really appreciate um, David Loy's lines there because it reminds me of something Guillaume Kabosi since he wrote where he said, quote, be the artist of your own life, end quote. I just love that, to be the artist of our own life. Uh, it's kind of interesting too when you think about it that science is kind of caught up with this. Um, it was in the late 70s, early 80s, a new form of psychology uh, started to gain credence. It's called narrative repair therapy. And the idea is that we bring all these stories with us about our lives from childhood, which affect how we see the world. And if we can go back, examine those stories and repair quotes, um, then we can find some integration into our present day experience, which I think on a certain level, that's what fiction has been trying to do since we first started writing stories. Um, there is this connection that we feel through stories to other people. They say children who read fiction tend to be more empathetic. So it's not that stories in themselves are inherently problematic. It's just the unexamined story. It's the story that, aren't, that isn't our story, that we've painted on ourselves, that we've stolen, that we've borrowed um, to give protection to the small ego self. And along that same kind of thinking, David Lloyd goes on to write, quote, A third type of freedom results from understanding how stories construct and constrict my possibilities. Whether or not karma is an unfathomable moral law built in the cosmos, living a story has consequences. The difference between good and bad karma is the difference between life stories that decrease and increase suffering. 
that difference is different from the difference between improving one's karma and realizing how karma works, which frees one from karma. The most troublesome narratives attempt to secure and aggrandize an ego self understood to be separate from the rest of the world. Its supposed interests are pursued at the cost of others. Those efforts boomerang because such a discrete self is delusory. End quote. So it, it's all the understanding and the the introspection, the the viewing at the narratives, and in some ways embracing a healthier, more skillful narrative. Uh, one of the things that uh, David Loy says is one of the things that makes human humans is that we story. So the idea of dissolving any story um, in itself is kind of problematic, although I'm open to the idea of getting beyond story or transcending story. I'd like to go ahead and, and, and just close this podcast. This is more to give you something to think about, something to play with. This one, again, is from Haya Akagarasu Sensei. Quote, When you have discovered the true self, then there is no need to worry about comparisons with the standards of others or think about whether something is good or bad. It is really the true self. Then regardless of whether society calls it good or bad, you no longer respond to others' opinions with either gladness or hesitation. Just go on, break through into your own true nature. This is the only absolute goodness. Therefore, to introspect and discover yourself is to discover absolute good. End quote. So, summing up this podcast, it's really about just examining our stories and identifying those things within ourselves um, that are that are not us. My story of being a martyr wasn't my story. In some ways, it was my mother's story, but it wasn't even her story. And I think this is a perfect example of how stories can themselves be passed down and pass a form of karma. My mother inherited the story karma from her family. I inherited the story karma from her. And I was able to examine those stories and free myself of that narrative to finally bring the light of day to what it was and to experience the liberation of being able to scrape off or give back the story that was not mine. It was very liberating and led me to where I am today. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I look forward to sharing some ideas and um, some teachings from some very wise people in the near future. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening. And Namo Amida Butsu. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. To read more of Kakuyu Sensei's thoughts, you can go to wayofoneness.org. Or to learn more about the Utah Buddhist Fellowships, please go to utahbuddhistfellowship.org. Until next time.